Hi, and welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I am Brad Mason. I'm here again with my wonderful wife, Natasha Mason. Hello, hello. And there she is to my side, and we're glad to be back for episode number 41. So episode 41 is going to be about the ownership of God. If there's a title for it, that would be it. Um, And really, this comes out of um, just really us listening to the scriptures. Um, Over the weekend or over this past week, we've been traveling around and um, we've had some opportunities to just be in the car for a long time. And so uh, I I showed my wife the app that I have. Um, It's a little app on my phone. It's called the Bible app. If you don't have it, you can go to the Apple store. I'm not even promoting this, but you can go there and uh, you can download the app. Um, I don't know about, it's got every version under the sun of the Bible that there probably is right now. Uh, And I don't know about all of them, but I use the King James uh, version myself frequently. It's what I use all the time. I grew up on it. I love it. Um, but I do know that the King James version has audio to it. So, uh, you can select a, uh, a starting point, like the first chapter of uh, Acts or Romans. Um, and you can just start listening and, um, the gentleman reads it and he reads in a, uh, I guess he's got a British accent perhaps. I don't really know. It's a slightly British, yeah. but it's not, uh, it's, I don't know. But anyway, so, uh, he can, he'll read from chapter to chapter and, uh, it's a really good tool. Like we were in the car for three hours on I believe Monday and we listened to the entire book of Acts um, except for like the last two chapters Uh, then today we were back in the car for three hours traveling home and so we finished up Acts we listened to the book of Romans and we got into the uh, first Corinthians and I think we're all the way up to chapter eight so a lot of times it's really hard and difficult for people to sit down and listen or actually read the Bible because they they find it difficult to read and um, I think you hear your own voice in your head as you read, and so sometimes that gets to be a little boring. Um, but this is a really good way of um, reading through the Bible by listening to it. Um, I used to have audio tapes. I told her back when I was uh, in my late teens, early 20s, I used to have audio tapes of uh, the Bible, and I would put, I know this sounds crazy, but I, I would put that in my um, little tape player when I mowed the yard. And so I would sit and listen to the scripture as I mowed the yard and uh and it was it's good because I think it for me um it really helped me memorize a lot of the of the Word of God um I'm very bad with numbers. my wife knows this I'm mm-hmm. horrible with numbers um so when it comes to scripture, I struggle really with telling you chapter and verse but i if I tell you that it's in there and I know that it's in there, I can guarantee you it's in there um and I can find it I mean that's not a problem um but for most of the time, the scripture of the Lord you know has put into my heart has been things that really spoke to me. And so as we listen to the book of Acts and Romans and Corinthians and we're going into it, um, there are those times and passages that I know and the scriptures that come up that I knew. And um, it's a really great way to really get into the word of God. So one of the things we've decided to do, um, and really because I had told her that I wanted to, I'd listened to Acts mm, a couple, I don't know, I don't know when. We, we went out of town to Ohio, I believe. Yeah. And so I listened to the book of Acts um, myself and I told her, I said, hey, we need to listen to the book of Acts because... It's really, it has a lot of crucial information for the early church, for the church today, the body of Christ, that we don't normally get. Um, and and the, what I mean by that is if you're... Um if you go to church all the time or you listen to religious things, uh, you, you see articles in magazines, they're going to give you a Bible verse, right? They're going to give you, um, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans chapter 3. So they're going to give you a Bible verse and you got this one verse and, and you know that verse and you memorize that verse and it's very, John three sixteen. you know that verse. 
Um, but what you often miss is context because a lot of times the chapter, you need to know what the previous chapter said, uh, maybe what the, the chapter after that says, you really need to know who the writer is writing to. What, why was Paul writing to the Romans in Romans? Why did he even concern himself with the Corinthians? Um, so the book of Acts is a really good starting point. We're going to get into, uh, Tuesday, we're going to start doing a Tuesday podcast. So hopefully we'll have it up every Tuesday. Well, that'll be uh, Sunday. Tuesday and Thursday. It's our three days we're going to try and hit a we're week. We're being very ambitious. We're, we're spreading it out a little bit. But we're going to do a study just more or less on the book of Acts. And starting into, um, I'll give you a little, uh, I don't know what, forethought on it. But uh, the book of Acts really picks up where Christ has been crucified. He's uh, he's ascending into heaven and he's leaving them to do the uh, the work of the church, the congregation. Go and spread the gospel. Right. Go and spread the gospel. So it's really it's really informative. And I think if you if you go chapter by chapter and you hear it as a whole story, it makes a lot more sense to you than when you only hear one verse here and there. And and it helps you also when you understand that scripture is to be taken in the context that it's written as far as maybe this whole chapter or this whole book needs to be read so I can understand this one verse. Um, because context absolutely matters. Uh, this is how cults get started and false teachers and false false preachers and false prophets is how these people get started. They pick one verse out of the Bible and they build their ministry around one verse and it might not even be what the writer was talking about. So it's very important that you get this overview of what's going on. So I would encourage you if you if you have the opportunity to get to the app store and download the Bible app, it's a great tool. You can listen to the word of God. You can lay in your bed at night before you go to bed, listen to a chapter. Um, you could do it on your drive to work every day. Just listen to a chapter, maybe work through the Bible that way. If you If you have a hard time reading it, um, there are some spots, I think, at the book of uh, at the end of um, Romans where Paul is thanking everybody and he's thanking all these people. I can't even say their names, um, but you it's yeah, there's a chapter there where he's just thanking the British guy, Phoenicia and Thessalonica and all these other folks, you know, so um, you, you, it helps you get through that when you can't read it. You can listen to it and get right through it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you hear the word of God, it's even going to have an impact on your life. So this. This is a great way to get that in. So today, uh, we're looking at the ownership of God, and it's really coming out of a, a portion of Scripture that we keyed into while we were driving. And I'm going to have Natasha, if you could read that for us. This is coming from Romans 14, uh, starting in verse 7 through verse 9. For none of us liveth to himself, and none dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, or whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. So, um, listening to that and hearing that scripture, you might have to back up the podcast again, listen to it a couple times to really get the gist of what's going on. Paul is really talking to the people and he's giving them this idea. Um, so, in the Christian life, we look at salvation as a rebirth. Um, we look at our baptism as a symbol of... I'm looking at you. Obedience. What? So <laughs> baptism as a, yes, a symbol of obedience, because we're told to be, be repent and be baptized, right? That's what the scripture says. So uh, baptism is a symbol of our life and death, right? In Christ, it's, it's the resurrection. Yeah, the old man goes under and the new man comes up. And the new up. man comes up, right. So Paul goes through this idea and there's something interesting that you heard, we heard in Romans today is where he kept saying that uh, we're baptized in the death. We're baptized in death with Christ, right? He kept saying you're baptized in death. And we're, so he's he's reminding us, and he uses the word carnal and flesh a lot. And he says that the flesh is being has to be buried in that baptism it, that Christ was 
buried, so we're buried with him. And because we're buried with him, we're alive unto Christ. So what comes out of that? And he goes on. There's so much there in Romans. It's really great. Well, I mean, and I, to be honest with you, I've never sat and just listened from start to end through a book of the Bible. Right. Like we did in the car. So Acts, you know, he's jailed. Yeah. Waiting to be like, everybody's trying to kill Paul. And he's yeah. like, bro, ain't nothing, nothing over here. Right. But he just comes out in Romans 1, and he is on fire. Yeah, and he's swinging, and he's swinging, because he's, he's really gotten to the point where he wants these, there's so much going on, okay? So a lot of contention between the early church was, um, well, who, who baptized you? Well, who who uh, who gave you your commission? Who told you you could go out here and preach? Well, Paul didn't die upon the cross. Right, and, and that's what Paul said. Paul said, was I crucified for you? No, I wasn't crucified for you. He said, you know what? He said, I know I baptized four or five people, and he names them off, and he says, I think that's all that I baptized, and I wish I wouldn't have baptized any of y'all, because he didn't want anybody <laughs> saying that they were going out in the name of Paul, because it's all a matter of ownership. And so we get down to Romans here, and the scripture that she reads, and I'll have you read it one more time if you can get it back up real quick, and we'll go a little bit slower with it. Okay. Romans 14, starting in verse 7. For none of us liveth to himself, and none dieth to himself. All right. So basically, in that first portion there, none lives to himself, none dies to himself. So we're not, we don't do anything for ourselves. Um, we're in Christ. We're not living for us. We're living for him. And we don't die. He died for us. So we're not living. Go ahead. Do you want me to go to verse 8 or do you want to give Yeah, go like, ahead to the verse above it. Let's see what's going on. Okay, verse 6. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that eateth eateth unto the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not unto the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. All right, and so he's talking about there are different people who have different things. We talked about this in the car too as well. There are different things that people uh, honor unto God. So one guy might be eating and he might be honoring and blessing it to the Lord. Another guy might be fasting and he's not eating, but he's blessing that unto the Lord as well. Now the two of them might not agree. They might say, hey, on Thursday we're supposed to eat. No, on Thursday we're supposed to fast. But the, Paul is basically saying these two guys are doing two different things, but they're doing them unto the Lord because what they're doing and who they are is not their own. It doesn't belong to them. It is done unto God. Okay, so verse 7 again. For none of us liveth to himself, and none dieth to himself. And then into verse 8. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Or whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. So the real question, and I think the real question that comes out of this verse um, culturally, right? Culturally speaking, no matter where you are in the world, the things you're going to hear is, uh, and this has been music, right? So music has been big on this over the years is that, uh, you do whatever you want. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I do my own thing. I, I live my own way. I'm going to live my own life. And, you know, and, and that's the real, it's this real rebellious nature at, at the core of it. They don't want to admit that this is them speaking to God, but this is the world's idea of who we're supposed to be. You're supposed to be living for yourself. You're supposed to be trying to get as much money as you can. You're supposed to be chasing after fame and fortune and, um, you know, all these different things. We, we, I know on here on the podcast, we promote that we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook and all these things. And honestly, we are on there, but I will admit that the majority of these things are self, uh, self grandizing. I don't even know how to use the word there. Self gratifying. Uh, there you go. Um, things where people are, we're taking pictures of ourselves. We're wanting to people see us, look at me, see who I am, see what I've done. Um, there's so much self-promotion in the world right now that it, it's very hard 
um, as Christians because we're seen as if, if you're the meek and lowly, as Paul talks about, he says, I wish I could come humbly to you. I, he's talking about all the problems that are going on in the early church. And he says, I, I wish these problems were, I don't want to come down there and talk about this. He says, I want to come in there and I want to be humble and meek and lowly and share what God is sharing with me with you. That's what he wanted to do. So the world we live in looks at us as a completely different way than what we're, what we're supposed to be seeing. They look at us as well. You know, Christians are the, the media presents us as some kind of monsters, right? Mm. Because we have different opinions. Well, bigoted. Yeah. We we disagree. Roman, yeah. Romans chapter 1 slaps everything down. I'm not even going to have to read Bruh. it out loud. Go read <laughs> Romans chapter 1. Romans whole chapter. One, at it, the end of that, I stopped and looked at him and I was like, whoa. Yeah, it'll wreck, the whole chapter will wreck your idea of what, what is right and wrong um, in the current society and culture we live in. We'll get on to Romans 1 one day and we'll read it out and we'll go through it because uh, I'm not scared of that. But it's it's the scripture, right? So it's the word of God and it's life to us. And so when we look at it, I don't think we take it in account. The world looks at us. So uh, back to the media. The media wants to say that Christians are all these things. They're horrible. They're bigots. They're, they're as bad as terrorists are. We've heard that. I mean, there's so many different things that come out of that. And the things that we know, we're believers in Christ, and the things we know are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. I mean, there's the fruits of the Spirit are the things we know. We profess the love of God to the lost and the lowly. And the world looks at us and says, oh, no, you bigots. You can't do that. You can't tell people they're sinners. I don't have to. You know you are. So anyway, we get to this point where in the Scripture... We have to come to the position and understanding that we do not belong to ourselves. Um, Paul goes on to talk about the people who are in the congregation who don't understand this. And he makes some very pointed verses there. He throws out some real points there. He's like, you need to separate yourself from these people. You put them to the side. You walk away from them. If they're not going to cleave to the gospel, if they're not going to cleave to the truth, and they're going to they're gonna stand in defiance against it, and they're going to live their lives in defiance against the word of God, you should put them to the side and walk with the Lord. And now that's very difficult to do because we live in a society where our families are all going different ways. Our friends are going different ways. Uh, husbands and wives might be going different ways. And so what are we supposed to do? What's, what's the call there? Um, we're supposed, we don't belong to us. We belong to God. So what are we supposed to do? And I think Paul goes on to say, he gives a couple different things in the chapters. He says, if you're a wife and you're living with your husband and your husband doesn't believe and you can, you can stay with them then they're sanctified. That family is still sanctified because of you, which basically means God is pouring out his grace on your family. Doesn't mean that your salvation transferred to anybody else. Doesn't mean everybody in your house is saved. It just means the Lord is imparting this grace and mercy over your family because the righteous person is still there. The, the saved one is still there. And then he says the same thing to the man. He says, husband, if, if your wife doesn't believe in you do, and you can stay in that relationship, then that grace and that mercy and that sanctification is still over your family that God is still going to honor that you are a believer and that you're a child of God. Um, when it comes down to our relationships with our friends, this is a tough one. It's a real tough one. Um, if people stand openly defiant against the word of God, if they cannot stand what God stands for, it's, it's, you know, you wish them well and you, you go on your way. Um, and it's tough because we want to love everybody. Right. And that's what Jesus did. The Bible says, Jesus, people are always going to tell you, you know, Hey, well, Jesus went and he sat with the sinners. He did go and sit with the sinners. And you know what he did when he was with the sinners? He told them they needed to repent. Go and sin no more. It was a message of repentance. He went to the lowly to love them. Yes, but to love is also telling them, repent from your sins and turn to God. And so that's the idea that we, this is the message we're supposed to be sharing is that it's this, 
uh, urgent. You know, uh, we look in the Bible and it talks about how urgently uh, Paul was saying that the days are coming on us fast and the end is coming and, and it's getting quicker and we've got to really get out here and we have to we have to go out to the field and we have to set that foundation for people. And, um, you know, it's 2000 years ago. And it's, it's every day getting closer. I think he said that we're more closer to the returning of Christ than when we were first born into Christ. Um, if I was saved when I was five years old, that's, you know, that's one time I got saved. I'm closer to the Lord now coming than I was back then. And those days keep getting closer. So we really have to take that time. And we have to say that we are in the business and we are in the job and we're in a relationship with God first and foremost in everything we do. Uh, do you think this would change our society? It would change our children. It would change our churches if we realized the authority and the ownership of God. That we're his. Yeah. I mean, if we realize that, if, if we're sitting, sitting here listening to the podcast today, you know you're saved, right? That's a simple one. We, we gave our life. We know we're saved. But do you understand the complete fullness of your salvation? The very simple fact that you do not belong to you, you belong to God. So now, because you belong to God and you are filled with his Holy Spirit, wherever you go, the Spirit of God is going with you. So you should not go to places. There are going to be things in our lives and places we go where we know we should not be there. Right. I'm, I don't remember where it was, but it was somewhere in what we listened to, Romans or First Corinthians, where he talks about, you know, God is living within you. Yes. Therefore, don't do anything with your body, not just spiritually, but physically as well. Right. That would be displeasing to God. Right. Yeah, because you are now, he says, the temple of God is not built with hands, and you are now the temple and the dwelling place of the Most High God. The dwelling place of the Most High God. Would we take him? I've been to things uh, before. I remember a long time ago. I went and saw some movie, and I got up and walked out because it just it, it was offensive. But it was more than just offensive to me that they were using certain language and doing certain things. It was offensive to me on a different level of the spirit because I knew this is not where I need to be. This is not right. I will not watch this. And I got up and left. And there's been certain things, I've, certain music I've listened to in my life before. There's been certain things. I, I told Natasha there was a certain group that I listened to for a while and I found out some things about them. And I opened the window and I just threw the CD out going down the highway. Yes, I littered. I'm sorry. <laughs> And, and maybe that would have been a better way to throw that away. But immediately this within me said, no, I'm not going to listen to that because I, I realize what they are. I realize what they're saying. It was gone. Throw it out of my life. I don't need it. Um, when I was a kid growing up, there was a, my dad did this thing called a shock of rock seminar um, where he would go around to churches and he would uh, do a slideshow and a presentation on a lot of the rock bands in the eighties. If you grew up in the eighties, you knew a lot of the rock bands were all about the blood and the gore and uh, witchcraft and Satanism. And they were all about the shock factor of what they could, um, you know, look at Alice Cooper. A lot of people know Alice Cooper, the guy's covered in makeup. He just looked really horrible. Um, you had a lot of, uh, Iron Maiden had like skulls on their, uh, CD covers and, um, Ozzy Osbourne was accused of biting off heads of bats and blood and all that stuff. So it was all gore and all that. So he ran around to churches and he would, um, he would present people with these ideas of these people, what they're singing about the, the material that they're producing and the things they're, they're giving to our youth is not right. It's just not, it's not holy before God. Cause one thing we know is God is holy. And if it's not holy, it shouldn't be in our lives. Right. I mean, that's simple. So uh, people would come, and, and a lot of people made fun of this, but people would come, and they would bring their CDs, and their, not CDs, but their records, actual records. Um, they would bring their records and their posters and all these things, and they would throw them out, and they would burn them. So on one night, the church would have like a little bonfire, and people would just bring stuff that they wanted to get rid of, and they wanted to throw it in the fire and burn it up as a symbol in their life of saying, 
I'm done with this. I'm not going to have this in my life anymore because it's not of God. Um, and I think that's something that's a desperate, desperate call that we need. And I'm speaking to me and Natasha and everybody listening to this podcast. This is what we need in our lives. There has to be a reckoning, a shaking in your life. There has to be something that shakes you so hard that you wake up and say, this thing does not belong here. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> this thing is not like the other. It doesn't belong in my life. And I have to take this and I have to get rid of it. And I have to get rid of it in a committed way that I'm making this commitment before the Lord that I am done with this. And, and it's because of our, the ownership of God. It's not, it's nothing to do with, uh, what I want. It's the ownership of God. It's realizing that my life and my heart has been stamped with the Holy spirit and the spirit of the most high God dwells in me. And it's a pure and it's a clean and it's a holy thing. And it, it, it cries out for righteousness and it cries out for mercy. And it cries out for all the things that I need. The Bible says that the Holy spirit, Paul said that the spirit makes utterance for us when we don't even know what to pray. He's praying on our behalf and he's making utterance unto God for what we need. And this is what lives in us. And we're going to bring him, we're going to set something down in front of us that we shouldn't have, something we shouldn't see, something we shouldn't listen to. And we can all make excuses. Well, you know, that country music's not as bad as that rock music, and oh, that rock music's not as bad as that death metal music, and that death metal music is not as bad as... Pick your choice, X, Y, and Z. Well, you know, I can watch this TV show because I'm not affected by nudity, or I can watch that TV show because I'm not affected by swearing. It doesn't bother me. Is it a matter of whether it bothers you or not? It should be a matter of, does this offend the spirit of God? Because my flesh, the Bible says your flesh is going to love sinfulness. Your flesh is going to love sin. It's going to like nudity. It's going to like vulgarity. It's going to like all the things the world has to offer it because it's, it's a sin. It's, it was under the law of sin. It's pleasing to your flesh. Yes. But now we are children of God. And so what? when I look at something, I might think, that's not going to hurt me. That That's not that bad. But not that bad is too much already. Honestly, that's the honest truth. Sin, a little bit of sin, a little leaven, does what? Leaven at the whole lump. A little bit of leaven, leaven at the whole lump. So that little bit of sin in my life that I think is not so bad can ruin my whole, really, relationship. Not going to tear me. It's not going to tear me away from God, but it can ruin our relationship as I walk together. So we have to be really careful with this stuff. So really when it comes to the ownership of God, if you are a child of God, he owns you and, and you belong to him. You have freedom in Christ Jesus, but you are still the child of God and you are still under his ownership. You are still under his guide and you are still under his watchful eye. So it behooves us. It's, it's, it's for our best relationship we could possibly have is to set ourselves apart from the world and say, there's a lot of things I'm done with Lord. I'm putting that over there on that side. I'm giving it up because I will not walk in that anymore. Um, there was a gentleman a long time ago, one of my favorite, uh, writers, I've mentioned him quite a few times, Watchman Nee. Um, he had gotten really sick one time. Uh, I can't remember what it was. He was fighting, he was fighting some kind of sickness, but he had it for a long time and he just, it wore him out. It made him feel bad. He had a hard time going around and ministering. One day he goes out in the woods and he, um, he picks up a stick and he walks over to the ground. And he just shoves it in the ground and he tells the Lord, you know, all the complaining and all the mumbling and all the all the things I've said about being sick and all the times I've asked you to take this from me and I'm still dealing with it. He said, this stick right here in the ground, Lord, this is where I'm leaving all of that. He said, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm not going to walk in this sickness. I either I get healed or I stay sick, but I'm not complaining about it anymore. This is the place I'm leaving it. And I think that's where we have to get. So if you've got something in your life and maybe the Lord's talking to 
you through this podcast and he's saying, uh, so-and-so, you know what it is. I know what it is. God already knows. We can't hide anything from him. So if there's something in your life and, and you know what it is, you better go ahead and stick it in the ground. Put a stick there and say, I'm done with that, Lord. I'm walking away from that. I want to walk in righteousness because in God is our freedom, is our hope and our joy and everything. All the wonderful things, all the wonderful things of a loving father that he could give us is in him. And all these things that the world offers us is death. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And there it is. So we thank you again for listening to the podcast. We hope this has been kind of inspirational to you and hopefully motivating. It's got me motivated. Yeah, I'm I wish amped I could, up. Yeah, I she, wish I could be sitting beside <laughs> him and watching him she just sees me. hands. My hands are moving and I'm just, I, I get excited about this. So uh, one of the things we want to shout out, or call out real quick, um, is to, uh, to witness to others, right? So if you're out and about and you have the opportunity to talk to someone about the gospel of Jesus Christ, always take that step and give it a shot and try and talk to your friends and family share the gospel with others the gospel matters more than their feelings i'm going to tell you that right off you might upset some people you might offend some people but the gospel matters more than feelings do it in love though do it in love absolutely um we're not here to condemn them because most of the world already knows what's going on outside of that you can check us out on facebook twitter instagram you can reach us at the abnormal christian at gmail.com we'll be happy to answer your emails to uh take your prayer request and to uh intercede a little bit pray for you and pray pray to the lord that he would uh, Uh, act on your behalf. Um, Outside of that, we will catch you on another episode another time. See you later.